previously on Divorce Court. I'm a second time cancer survivor. Oh, bless your heart. He wasn't there for me. He was always at the church praying for other people when I needed praying for. And so I'm done, I'm fed up. Sir, you heard what she says, what do you say? She understood what my call is, and I'm here today willing to do everything I can to get us back to the point where we met. You're worried about boundaries with people who work at the church. There is a prominent woman in the church, okay. and she gives him gifts all the time. It's pies, and it's Christmas gifts, it's birthday gifts. She takes him to lunch, and mm -hmm. they dated before we were married. Since we're talking about things that don't look right morally, we go to this family gathering, nice restaurant. As the waitress was coming for the bill, my wife said, oh, it's already been taken care of. What? I said, okay. So I go and check this church card, and there was an expenditure for that meal, over $2,000. What? Yes. <laughs> this sounds like a misappropriation of funds. I wouldn't call it that, Your Honor. You don't have to. I'm the lawyer sitting here. <laughs> I can call it exactly what it is. You can call it what you want to. Stand in your first ladyness. This is my job. I can tell you exactly what it is. You've misappropriated funds. Okay? Case closed. This is non-debatable because I'm going to tell you right now, if a parishioner was a member of my jury, they're going to have a question, Pastor. Yes. She's the first lady of the church. You know, she don't even attend the church. She attend, I call Bedside Baptist. She, <laughs> watch, she watched from Zoom ever since the pandemic, because you know, now everybody's That's right. returning back to church now. I haven't seen my wife since everybody started returning to church. She yeah. is uh, at home every Sunday morning watching uh, uh, on Zoom. So she's not even there. People asking me, Hi, how's your wife? Where's the first lady? What am I supposed to say? One second. I turn to you, Mrs. Hicklin. Mm. You've checked out when it comes to his relationship with the church. I can tell that. I'm tired. I am tired. I'm frustrated. I'm fed up. And he refuses to see it. And I can, I can talk to him blue in the face, but he doesn't see it. So, Mrs. Hicklin, Pastor Hicklin's not giving up being a pastor. That I can tell you right now. That's his calling. So, if it comes down to a choice, God has already made that choice for him. That's a, a truth-telling moment. You know, I think all of us deserve to have truth-telling moments, and this is one of them. Your husband can be more sensitive, no question. Um, he can be more communicative, no question. He could take your feelings into account much more than he's doing right now. I can help fix all of that with additional counseling, with uh, communication tactics and workshops. I can help you with that. What I can't help you with is you not being on board with his hopes, dreams, and aspirations. I can't help you with that because this is who the man is that you married. This is 100% authentically who he is. And the interesting part about it was you were not somebody who met him in college when he was a biology major and just decided that one day God was calling him to the ministry. You actually met him in a church environment. You actually went after him because of his commitment to God. And now that that commitment to God has manifested itself in some tough situations where it is not as convenient for you, you are not standing by his side. Again, I can help you with everything else, but I can't help you want to be a part of this dream that he has laid out. 
But, Your Honor, I'm not the only person that sees this. My sister sees it as well. I know you brought her as a witness. Yes, ma'am. And I'd like to speak to her. And she's actually here to join us. Robert, would you ask Ms. Shanetta Miller to join us? Sure. Thank you very much. Hello, Ms. Miller. Hello. Thank you for being here. Ms. Miller, you are the sister of the plaintiff, am I correct? Yes, Your Honor. Do you attend the church that the, this family attends? I do, Your Honor. Okay, so you've seen some of the dynamic that's going on in this relationship and in this family, is that correct? I have. Mrs. Hicklin says that her husband has not been there for her. She's a two-time cancer survivor and that is a particular bone of contention. Can you shed some light as to what she's talking about? Yes, Your Honor. Um, I would first like to say that this woman, my sister, she's my hero. To see her go through cancer and still survive. Yes, ma'am. And just be an important part in the family. I love my sister and I thank God that she's still here with so us. So do I, absolutely. I see what you're saying, Ms. Miller, 100%. Um, While sister, she was going through that cancer, what was the support system at home like? Uh, a big support system um, from her side of the family. Um, her husband always stayed busy at church doing different events. Um, there was one instance where uh, she was sent home. Uh, she had drains after her second surgery. Right. And the doctor stressed the importance of making sure someone is there for her to help her keep those drains cleaned. 100%. Um, so they won't get infected. 100%. Um, she called me one day and I was at work and she was in tears. And I asked her, I said, where is your husband? He was apparently out at some type of men's event at the church. I quickly went to her side, uh, made sure she had all of her prescription meds, pain medicine, and helped her make sure those drains were cleaned on a consistent basis. And so, Pastor Hicklin, I have to tell you, um, there's a part of the vows, which I'm sure you have performed numerous times, in sickness and in health. Mm. Yes, Your Honor. But, Your Honor, I mean, it wasn't like that. I was there most of the time, my wife would tell you. It seemed like I wasn't there, but I was there. there it were times, seemed like? It, 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 that, there were times that I had given up and cleared my calendar. I had, I had scheduled events that I cleared to come home to make sure you were okay. I don't remember that. Yes, and there were, there were times that I was there, and there were times, yes, it seemed like I wasn't there because, again, my, my trouble was trying to balance everything. Maybe I should have been home more, but, Your Honor, I was there. I was doing what I could at that time. You know, Pastor Hicklin, it's interesting, though. There were certain things that your wife probably wanted just from you. Absolutely. And, I mean, battling cancer twice and coming back from it, having your significant other, your partner, your life partner, your husband there next to you probably would be important to her, and especially something as serious as changing drains or bed sheets or something so that, you know, she still has her dignity through this illness. Coming through cancer can also reduce a woman's feeling of her own femininity. There are lots of other things that she is going to deal with. And I would expect that you, being the man of God that you proclaim to be, would have some empathy towards her situation. I would expect that, sir. Y yes, but he has more empathy for the people at his church than he does for me. 
Our lives are a whole piece of a pie. You got your work, you got your one-on-one -on -one relationship with your significant other, and you need to have somebody help you navigate how to do that juggling. And I believe that Mrs. Hicklin has acted out with those finances. I think it was designed to get your attention. Got, you got my attention. Promotional consideration provided by Divorce Court will be right back. I guess he sees me as a strong woman that I don't, I don't need him as much, maybe. Mrs. Hicklin, I want to hear from, from your husband. Your Honor, uh, again, I truly love my wife. I, I, and I know she has her complaints um, about me, but I truly love her. My biggest issue is the balance. I remember when we first got the news about the cancer. I mean, I think it hit me harder than it hit her. And I knew I had to be there more. That there was, as I mentioned, there was time I just cleared my calendar. We just sat, and she could tell you, we just sat, and we just talked. And, you know, because I wanted to get her mind off of that smile. I wanted to see that beautiful smile that I've always, that she would show me. And there was time we would just sit and laugh, again, just to get our mind out. So it, it was just a big struggle for me, not just her. She wasn't the only one just, just having it. At times, I didn't handle one event to because my, me being the pastor of a church, everybody think I'm Superman and I can just take everything. But that's not true. I, there were times I had to just get in my car and just drive off and just cry to, for hours. And then I had to get myself together, come back home to, 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 to be my strength for my wife. So, so that, Pat, I mean, Pastor I was... Mrs. Hicklin, have y'all sought assistance with navigating these waters. No, you, we You haven't. do realize that you are not the first pastor and first lady to go through this, right? <laughs> yeah. You do know that other pastors and first ladies have gone through this. Yes. And yes. you know there are pastors who specialize in marriage counseling, mm -hmm. who actually specialize in sitting with a spiritual couple and helping them learn how to juggle and balance. Because, you know, our lives are a whole piece of a pie. Mm -hmm. You got your work. You got your one-on-one -on -one relationship with mm -hmm. your significant other. Mm -hmm. You may have children. You may have other family obligations. You may have societal obligations. Then you have to have friends. Then you have to have self. Mm -hmm. That's a whole complete pie. And I believe, unlike a lot of people, that you can indeed have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. That's the difference. Yeah. You can have all of that. That's a complete life. And there's no reason that you can't have all of that. But sometimes one ball mm -hmm. in that big, beautiful group of balls mm -hmm. is in the air like a juggler. Mm -hmm. You are still moving those balls around. And at sometimes health and spouse have to be the balls that you're holding on to. Everything else has to be up in the air. Mm -hmm. And then you'll juggle and grab another ball. And then the church and health. And then you'll juggle and have another ball. And then it may be the church and extra family. But you're always juggling. And you need to have somebody help you navigate how to do that juggling. Because I believe there's love here. Yeah. I really do. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I believe that Mrs. Hicklin has acted out with those finances to get your attention. Because yeah. I do not believe that it was designed to actually engage in illegal behavior. I think it was designed to get your attention. Yeah. And, you, and it got your attention. It got, it got my attention. Sure did. I think it was designed to get your attention. When I got COVID, 
It was really bad. I was hospitalized. Then right after that, I found out I had breast cancer. He wasn't there for me then. So the hits just kept on coming for you, is yes. what you're saying. Mr. Hicklin, I'm missing a little of the empathy that your wife is asking for. So why don't you tell me what she wants to hear? If you'd like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Missed a show? Watch full episodes on our streaming platforms and follow us on social media for exclusive content. Mrs. Hicklin, this requires somebody higher than me to help you all navigate this in order to make your marriage work, if it, in fact, is what you want to work. I do, Your Honor, but I want to know what his excuse is for not being there for me when I had COVID. When I got COVID, it was really bad. I was hospitalized. So it, it was like one thing after another. It was the COVID. Then right after that, I found out I had breast cancer. So, I mean, he wasn't there for me then. So the hits just kept on coming for you, is yes. what you're saying? Yes. Mr. Hicklin, you explained kind of eloquently that you were going through something also, but, sir, I'm missing a little of the empathy that your wife is asking for. So why don't you tell me what she wants to hear? She feels like you were not there for her in times that were very important to her, mm-hmm. but you could always be there for members of the church in similar times. Yana, it, what I would say is, I keep saying the same thing, balance. It's, it's that call, it's easy when someone else, they need me, it's like I just, it, I do what I'm thinking. When I'm at home, and it's not because of lack of, I love my wife. And I will have cut times, as I said, and just spent time and did what I had to do for her. But... To her, maybe it does seem like I, I love the church more than I love her, which is not true. It is. But maybe what I have to do is make sure now is, is let, just let my church know, hey, I have my first, my, my first ministry is at home. And let Amen. them know that from now on, that if it's nothing that's, I mean, like important, I'll be at home. You'll find me at home. Well, everything that can happen in the church can be important, but we're talking urgent. If it's not urgent, if it does not require your immediate attention, you're going to have to treat um, your position at the church like I do with my mobile phone at night. I hit focus, Mm -hmm. and then it turns off. Oh, his phone never turns off. I hit focus, and then Mm -hmm. it turns off. Mm -hmm. And you can actually program your phone to accept calls from individuals that you know will have an urgent matter with you. You have an associate pastor. You have somebody who's on duty. You can also determine what deacon Mm -hmm. or trustee or associate pastor Mm -hmm. is going to be the on-call person on a particular day. You don't have to take it all on your shoulders. There are ways to organize yourself Mm -hmm. within your church and within your family that you then can adhere to that balance that you're talking about. Ms. Miller, I appreciate your insight. Thank you. And I hope that I am providing some additional counseling you are. for your sister and for your brother-in-law so that they can see how to navigate. So thank you so very much for being here. I'd like to continue down this path, Mr. and Mrs. Hicklin. It's really important 
that you recognize there are going to be good times and there are going to be bad times. And Mm -hmm. in order for you to navigate all of those times, prayer Mm -hmm. is going to be foundational, but also adherence to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. You know she's supposed to be first. Mm-hmm. Yes, Your Honor. Yeah. You've preached this sermon, I can guarantee you. Absolutely. You yeah. know she's supposed to be first. And counsel, please, people, Your Honor. So I, I know that I don't need to quote it to you. When a man findeth a wife... Finds a good thing. Amen. But Mrs. Hicklin, by the same token, you have a good thing. This man has a calling. It's a blessing. He is spiritually motivated to help others and to bring healing to the community, to bring Christ's culture into culture. Yes, ma'am. And so you're supposed to be the person that stands side by side in lockstep, helping him to fulfill that ministry. Yes, ma'am. You have to put that as one of your priorities. Just like I'm asking him to prioritize you, you have to prioritize him and his calling. So you have to include that calling in one of your balls that you are trying to juggle because it's extremely important to him and to your marriage because this is a man of God who is going to continue to be a man of God. And if you want your husband, you take him as this whole human being that is coming flaws and all because you can work through the flaws if you can also share in his dream. And I need to know, do you plan to share in his dream? Yes, ma'am. That's really important. Because that dream's not going anywhere. Yeah. But I'd like to provide you all with pastoral counseling that can help you help yourself through this marriage if this is something that you would accept from me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. Because I don't want to see a marriage get thrown away because you all fail to communicate and fail to recognize that there's so much love here that should be built upon. Try to make your foundation a little more solid, a little more firm. And that comes from you all loving each other enough Mm -hmm. to actually see each other's point of view. Pastor Hicklin, can I get your agreement to do that? Yes, Your Honor. Mrs. Hicklin, you have divorce papers in front of you. Yes, ma'am. What would you like me to do with them? Throw them away. Robert, will you retrieve the divorce papers? Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. What God has joined together, let no man put aside. This is such a relatable issue, Mm -hmm. finding balance um, in a marriage. I have a lot of admiration for him for what he does for the church, but he definitely took it a little too far. Mm -hmm. And spending so much time being empathetic towards other Mm -hmm. left his wife feeling very needy and very neglected. You Mm -hmm. have to learn to integrate all aspects of your life. I wish them luck. So do I. It's been a minute since we left divorce court and we've had time to reflect on our marriage. You know, Judge Starr helped me to realize that my husband has a calling and if I just walk along beside of him, it will help his journey and make it much easier. 
And Judge Starr also helped remind me how talented and gifted my wife is and how she can help the ministry. We would just like to say thank, thank you, you, Judge Starr. Made in Georgia.